after I published my book, I didn't know what the heck to do next. And I got on this radio show and the host kept cutting me off every other sentence. And then the next interview was with the podcaster and she was actually expecting more stories. And that interview was like 20 minutes as opposed to a lot of her other guests that were 40 and 60 minutes. And I'm like, oh, okay. All right. So I went ahead and decided to do the podcast as a service piece to actually be in a place of service to make meaning and have others have the opportunity that I had, but with a different spin of making sure that when you have that one good interview, it'll help get you that momentum to help you to run for a lifetime in a way. Cause when it comes to books nowadays, everybody and the dog has a book nowadays. So it's like, all right, you got to promote the book and actually market yourself. And podcasting is one great way to actually get the stage time and the practice, not only to promote this book, but also know the person behind the pages. Sean Dustin spent time in federal and state prison for drug trafficking and fraud. Upon release in 2006, he had nothing but the clothes on his back, a bag of mail, and legal paperwork. In 2010, he kicked a longtime methamphetamine habit and started the long climb back up the ladder of life. This is the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast. If you want transparency and authenticity, you're in the right place. This is the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast, and this is Sean Dustin. This is the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast, and I'm your host, Sean Dustin. Uh, today, I'm talking to Dominique Brightman, and uh, Dominique came to me by the way of uh, another one of those posts that I put out there for uh, Bottoms and Life Struggles, uh, and you know he uh, kind of resonated with me because his uh, brand is called Going North, so Nowhere to Go But Up, Going North, you tell me. <laughs> What's up, Dominique? Ah, uh, yes, indeed, this podcast, baby, that's what's up, man. That's right, nowhere to go but up, indeed, especially when you got two thumbs you can still put up. Exactly, man. I mean, the bottom the, the, the bottom of the fifth, the bottom of the, the eighth, the bottom of the floor, no matter what, you know, the, there's only one direction you can go from, from below. Oh, <clears throat> uh, yes, indeed, especially if it's five and below, right? Yeah, 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 sure. Um, so... Tell me a little bit about your uh, situation, your story, your brand. Uh, what brought you to me, aside from the post? Yeah, man. So besides the magical serial post, it was actually the fact that it's an inspirational show because I'm all about inspiration. Because back in 2012, where we lost Twinkies for a month and people thought the world was going to end, I got into a car accident on my 21st birthday on my way to IT class, funny enough. And that was really one of the three major things that happened because a month before that my father who was in his late 80s at the time he was still driving still was able and everything but we didn't realize how bad he was because one day he just got lost on a weekend driving he was lost and he was in a city 30 miles away outside of our normal city out of baltimore and he was diagnosed with alzheimer's so I had to be a caregiver for him and even was holding down a part-time job at the time at a local public library and all these things came crashing down on me. And I realized, you know what? Something needs to change. So 
in the way of nowhere to go but up. It's like, all right, so something has to change here. So I decided to become a voracious reader and read at least 50 plus books a year. And now I'm here on this podcast with you and your fabulous listener audience right here and just sharing some inspiration with you, man. And it's great again to be accepted to be part of the inspirational train with you, my man. Yeah. Personal development space is, uh, is an interesting place. Um, you know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, I was talking to somebody to this morning, my first, uh, my first interview this morning or conversation. I like calling them interviews. I call them conversations. Uh, my first conversation this morning was with a gentleman that lives in Dubai and, uh, he's, uh, been to like 22, uh, uh Tony Robbins, uh, deals uh he's a platinum wow. platinum uh whatever his program is platinum program uh guy so it's like that level is about like a 100 grand a year and he's been doing it for three years i'm like damn that's a lot of uh <laughs> dude, tony robin that, that dude's like all energy i'm like that's a lot of energy <laughs> and no caffeine nonetheless that's even more amazing he doesn't. He doesn't drink any caffeine. He's, that's just that's just his. That's just his uh, his his normal everyday uh, when he's on. Yeah, man. Because he does. He wakes up early in the morning. Does a lot of exercise and a lot of cryotherapy. Mm-hmm. Well, when you're charging a million dollars a year for the one-on-one coaching uh, to be a, and ten percent of the person's business. To, to even just get a sit down with him and, and be a part of, of, uh, whatever he's doing, I, you, you could probably afford, afford some cryotherapy. Wow. Now that's an extra layer. I didn't know he had 10% of your business too. <laughs> yeah. That's what this dude said. He's like, yeah, you got that. That's part of the deal, man. You got you give him 10% of your business and, and a million dollars for the year. I'm like, Jesus. Oh. <laughs> What am I he doing? Up the ante then. <laughs> I knew about the man, but not the darn time. <laughs> the 10%. Like, oh, okay, my man, up the ante on that one. <laughs> hey, can I, can I just get, can I just get a hundred? <laughs> I'd be happy with a hundred for the year, you know, $10 a month. You know, it's 120, $10 a month. You, know, you can get a subscription service and you can, uh, uh, I don't have much to offer, but <laughs> you can watch me in my trailer. <laughs> Hey, uh, you're on the right path, I imagine, though, with the podcast that's come out of hibernation for another year and all the stuff you're doing. Yeah, it, uh, it, um, this was actually, you know, uh, COVID was, was been horrible for some people. Uh, but I, I have to imagine, like, for myself, it, it hasn't been horrible. It's been, uh, actually needed, uh, to be able to take a break, um, from the rat race. Really, I mean, I'm, I'm living in the San Francisco Bay Area and my, my day consists usually of anywhere from three to five hours of uh, commute there and back, you know, depending on traffic, depending on what time I leave, where the job's at. Um, and so, I mean, we literally, like I had no time to even, even think about doing this, uh, uh, podcast. I mean, I guess I could have made some time, but I didn't have uh, a system in place like I do now for getting guests, uh, you know, just kind of fine tuning it to where I don't have to spend so much back and forth time on emails. And cause a lot of the times it what would happen is, is that I would, I would see an email and, and throughout the day and somebody you know, wanted to connect with me, uh, it would end up getting buried in emails and then I just forget about it cause I don't see it, 
you know, I'm not, I'm not in there, you know, uh, my, my mind's on my, my, my life and stuff. So, uh, this is really giving me a chance to, uh, really fine tune what I'm doing and, uh, get noticed. You know what I mean? The more, the more I'm out there and the more I'm engaging in, in social media and, and in the places where my, my audience is, it's really kind of taken off. I mean, not like, like, stellar where I'm, I, I, you know, I hit a, hit a spike where, you know, I got a thousand listens, but I mean, I'm watching it, I'm watching it and it's, it's slowly increasing more than it has, you know, cause you can see where it was three months ago, four months ago to where it is now. And, uh, yeah, it's doing well, man. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised. Uh, you know, I'm just, I'm just a, just a regular dude, man. I'm, I'm nobody special just been through some things that some people haven't and figured out a way to kind of hack myself and, and become a better person through, you know, just like anybody else, man, we all have our journey that we go through. We have our trials and our tribulations. We have our triumphs. We've have our tragedies. Uh, we got to figure out how to be disciplined people because most of us don't know how to be disciplined. I didn't, you know, you discipline when you talk about discipline, I, I get up, <laughs> Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can say that one again. I, I wake up. <laughs> occasional snooze button, I bet too, right? Oh yeah, yeah. You gotta have that, man. Especially when I'm working, waking up four o'clock in the morning, man, that's snooze. I usually hit I usually go three thirty so I can snooze it three or four times and then I get up. <laughs> yes indeed. And that that's like the sucky thing about that button. It's like it feels good somewhat in the most like, yeah, let me get the extra time and then after I was like, all right, I give up. Let me go ahead and get up out of here. But <laughs> the sad part about it is it actually helps you to drag more throughout the day. That's the sad part about that I've noticed. Like the, th- the thing is like it, it, cause I'm actually going through that. It looks right before the pandemic. Funny enough, we're like right now it's like, all right, so now my sleep schedule is thrown way off. Cause I'm a night owl <laughs> and I'm going to be like four and five in the morning now. So it's like, Oh crap. <laughs> when the really, when the real work begins, it's like, okay, yep. This is going to be an interesting, uh, <laughs> readjustment period when things get to new normal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. We we got pushed out to June 1st now. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah, we're basically in the same boat because I'm out in uh, Maryland at the moment. And really, we're really in the same boat because the, the governor announced a plan for slowly reopening. But it's like, all right, there's no hard date set. So I best, we're basically staying put, basically, <laughs> as we probably should, to be honest, with all the nonsense going on with the darn virus, to be honest. Yeah, I, you know, it, is your governor, does it, was he doing the same thing that ours was? He, he would be, he'd go on for his daily thing and, and, uh, he'd spend like an hour, hour and a half just giving information and no answers. Funny enough, no. What, what I love about him is, is that he's Governor Larry Hogan, dude, is a straight shooter and just gives you what he knows. And then he has other experts and doctors give information and occasionally, Folks who may be from the comptroller's office just giving stats on for those who may be seeking small business loans and things like that. So he doesn't go on for like hours on end, thank God, because that, that's like my most disliked type of speaker. Those who like to hear themselves talk for hours and hours, like being in a church and the preacher says, I'm going to close. And the next thing you know, it's two hours later. And like, okay. So if he says, I'm going to close once, that means we going to be here for another hour. If he says, I'm going to close again, all right. So we got a half hour to go. So. <laughs> 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 yeah, it uh so 
Baltimore uh, was that was that this was that the city that the mayor uh, uh, was that the crack mayor <laughs> of, that, of that city? <laughs> Not in recent history. Nah, the the worst thing for any mayor recently was to be honest, I think she pissed somebody off because <laughs> I'm only going off of whatever they said on the news. But she had a bunch of children's books and. She was part of a nonprofit organization and they got her on conflict of interest where while she was mayor, she had a nonprofit organization and she was publishing those books and 10,000 books were sold and all the proceeds went to her and a nonprofit company. And I'm like, Oh wow. Okay. Huh. And they got her for that. And I'm like, okay, it must've been something else. She pissed somebody off. Cause I'm like, I'm pretty sure somebody's done something yeah. similar where it's like, they didn't blow up their spot like that. <laughs> yeah. So, so- you know who I'm talking. You know what I'm talking about, right? The mayor that that I don't I can't remember where it was, man. I, I know it was uh, one one Maybe of, New York. Yeah, the one the dude that got caught for smoking crack and he got reelected. <laughs> yeah, it's okay, but smoke a little crack every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> the mayor, that's what floats his boat, and, it, and got him reelected. I'm like, hey, more power to you. That's that's not my cup of tea. <laughs> yeah, crazy. So. You got the, uh, tell me a little bit about your podcast. I, I didn't get a chance to check it out. Uh, unfortunately, I've, I've got so many of these things that are, that are lined up that I, I print these things out and I try to get through all of them, uh, to, to look at, but sometimes it, it doesn't work. <laughs> so, hey, it's, it's all good, man. It's all good. Funny enough that actually happened to me something similar where I did three back-to-back interviews the morning before I had to go to work and it was interesting. It was very interesting. I was lucky no one called in while the other interview was happening. But yeah, the Going North podcast started back in September of 2017 and it actually started after I published my book, Going North, which was actually written on a dare, funny enough, and Instead of going the original route and talking about nothing, I decided to actually make it about interviewing authors and giving them a platform to share their stories. Because after I published my book, I didn't know what the heck to do next. And I got on this radio show and the host kept cutting me off every other sentence. And then the next interview was with the podcaster and she was actually expecting more stories. And that interview was like 20 minutes as opposed to a lot of her other guests that were 40 and 60 minutes. And I'm like, oh, okay. All right, so I went ahead and decided to do the podcast as a service piece to actually be in a place of service to make meaning and have others have the opportunity that I had, but with a different spin of making sure that when you have that one good interview, it'll help get you that momentum to help you to run for a lifetime in a way. Because when it comes to books nowadays, everybody and the dog has a book nowadays. So it's like, all right, you got to promote the book and actually market yourself and podcasting is one great way to actually get the stage time and the practice not only to promote this book but also know the person behind the pages yeah i mean podcasting the same way everybody's got a podcast now too so i mean it's uh you're no longer uh unique uh in in the way of actually you know yeah i wrote a book okay it's not people used to be impressive when when somebody would say that I wrote a book and I mean, it is still to somebody who, who has tried to write or that wants to write a book has actually tried to write a book. Can't seem to, to sit still long enough to, to get enough on, on a piece of paper to continue, um, or, or on, on the keyboard. But I mean, 
to me, I, I'm impressed when somebody said they wrote a book because it's, I just know what goes into it. But I mean, most now, most now people, it's like, you know, someone says, you know, you got a book and they're like, oh, okay, yeah, all right, whatever. Yeah. You, you, you do, you, you too. <laughs> <laughs> it's like dude let the brother sisterhood begin yeah. yes <laughs> all right well you got a podcast you know i got a podcast too oh shit what do i have that you don't got <laughs> well the Followers. difference is if you're consistent yeah <laughs> that's the major difference well the content too man i mean you know there's 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 tons of there's tons of podcasts out there and and, and you know everybody's unique everyone has their own their own twist or their own you know flavor or flair that they put on uh, you know, a lot of similar, you know, deals. I mean, just yours is, is, uh, going north. Mine, you know, similar, similar, uh, uh, premises, but it's probably very different, you know, and, and I think that that's, you know, why podcasting has become as popular as it is. One, the point of entry is very low. And, you know, anybody can damn near do it with the, uh, you know, Spotify now and, and Anchor and, uh, you know, Spreaker and all of these platforms that, you know, are, are really catered to the, uh, the, uh, hobbyist, uh, podcaster, you know, and, and that's really what it, what it, the, di- the differentiating, uh, between whether your, what you're doing is a hobby, a passion, or, or, uh, something that you can actually turn it into something more. What do you call it? It's either it, you have to determine whether it's a hobby or a, or a, uh, I guess a hobby or a business. Yeah, but there's a different word for it. That's a word that sounded cooler. Uh, <laughs> I, can't, I can't remember what it is. So, um, yeah, I mean, but I mean, that's really like when I went, when I uh, started my drone business, I, I have a, I was a, I'm a licensed drone pilot and I turned it into a business, uh, to do real estate, uh, aerial photography for, you know, uh, agents, uh, trying to list houses. And I mean, I was, I was, I was good at it. It was fun, but at some point I had to just, like, dude, you don't know anything about marketing. You don't have the time to market. You're not, you don't know much about business, which is true. And I, and I didn't, uh, you know, have the, uh, the, the patience or the, the, the will to want to learn about business. You know what I mean? I was like, I got a lot of stuff to do. This isn't my, this isn't my, uh, my, my, my full-time gig. You know what I mean? This isn't really going to pay me anything. So I need to focus on what actually puts food on the table. And this just needs to be a hobby because I'm obviously not going to, you know, commit to what needs to, to happen to, to make it what it needs to be. And those are hard decisions, you know, cause we, I, I want to do something different than what I'm doing. Construction is hard. It's hard on your body. It's a young man's game. And uh, I'm 47, 46. I almost cheated myself a year. Uh, I'm 46. Uh, That's right. Don't do that, man. Keep yeah. that year. <laughs> You know, and my body feels it. It it feels it every time I wake up, every time I climb a ladder, every time you know it. It's, it doesn't matter. It, it's you know the age is is showing in in the wear and tear. So, yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. But let's talk about you. Oh yeah, man. Let's talk that's about you, man, because uh, you, I definitely sometimes uh, will will 
boomerang back around to me and i'm like oh shit why did i do that for <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, how to win friends and influence people skill coming out <laughs> it's like yeah just let them talk you know learn about them become your best friend ever <laughs> put that boomerang back in your pocket <laughs> that's right crikey or right, just need a cowboy hat and then be definitely going up north indeed but yes indeed podcast is definitely fabulous and it's been going on for about a good two and a half years authors all over the globe and alive and well and kicking and it's really been awesome because it's a networking tool i sometimes like to call podcasting as the new digital coffee dates because i'm pretty sure you may be familiar every now and then as the person who wants to go out for coffee every now and then and try to learn about you or something and a lot of folks may not be open to that, especially after the nonsense with the COVID. But if you say, he's like, hey, I got this podcast here. Want to be on? It's like, yeah, we'll do that. And it's a way of creating mutual value because you get to learn from that person and everybody else who listens in on an episode, whether it's two days from now or two years from now, they get to learn and hear that conversation. And they may even get a new fan and to be like, oh, that podcast, shoot, awesome. Thanks for reaching out. And then just really building those relationships and connecting with others and not to mention really putting your listening skills to the test as well, especially if you have an interview based podcast like yourself, where it's like, okay, yeah, definitely got to make sure you're listening and all that other good magical stuff to better yourself as well. Yeah. That's why this is my cheat. (laughs) That's right. Who needs a cheat meal? Just have a cheat sheet. (laughs) This is, this is my cheat, man. It's, uh, it's safe, it, you know, cause I, I've had some conversations where, and it's by no, it's nobody's fault, you know, that just some people are more talkative than others. And, uh, you know, they, 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 they come on and they, they have their point. They want to, you know, whatever it is they're trying to promote their book, their podcast, their, you know, anything, whatever it is. And if they're not like, if they're not used to, to the podcast format, it, one, I'm sure that I've, I see it in people's uh, faces that they're nervous, you know what I mean? And, and so that I said, I mean, it's just normal, you know, people just don't sometimes, uh, you know, they, they have a, they have a plan in their head, but when they get there, it just doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't execute the way that, that they had it in their head. So this definitely gives me something to pull from to keep the conversation going. Cause I like to go at least 30, but I mean, I'm happy with 45. 45 is, is, is a good, a good sweet spot for me. If I can take it to an hour or go a little over an hour, that's good. But if I can get just 45 and with the intro and the outro, that'll push me into almost an hour. So, I mean, that's a good, you know, that's usually the average, uh, commute for most people. Oh yeah. Especially with that darn California traffic that you were talking about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> and, 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 and even if it's a half hour, I mean, still you, you can you listen to it when you're on your way in the car on your Bluetooth. You get out, and as soon as you get back in your car, it clicks back on, and it, you can finish it within your whole your you know your commuting time. So, yeah, for if an hour is definitely the the sweet spot. But I I don't like to contain myself that because if a good conversation's happening, man, I by all means let's go, let's keep rolling, and if I got the the time to do it. Oh, yes, indeed. That's right. Keep it going and rolling. Yes, indeed. Almost like an Undertaker music theme, baby. That's right. Keep it rolling, rolling, rolling. <laughs> so you you got here that you were able to uh, inspire five other people to write and publish their books? 
Oh, yes, indeed. Funny enough, after the first book was published and I was out promoting it, inviting some folks to hear me speaking all of the good stuff, they were like, okay, so this millennial 20-something has got this book published, wrote in himself. What's holding me back here? All right, so let me get out there and publish my work. And funny enough, I actually got a thank you card from a U.S. Marine veteran, and he actually published his book called The Right Thought, and he even sent me a thank you notice, a thank you card in the mail one day, just saying thank you for actually being an inspiration to him to finally write his book because his book was in the final stages for two years. It was written. It just needed to be edited and proofread and then just have the cover done and everything. And he was sitting on that for a good two years. And it's like, okay, this, this young kid's doing it. He's still going with it. He's consistent with it. And that action was the inspiration. So folks are going to be watching it, whether you realize or not, whether it's one, a hundred or a hundred million, like some, Body is going to be watch, especially if you're doing something positive. You, you may not know it immediately, but it's just going to happen anytime where, especially when you least expect it. Cause I, I really didn't see it coming because we, we got along and everything. But really, when I received that thank you notice, it's like, wow, I'm, I'm grateful for this because it's like that, that wasn't even a goal from the book. I wrote the book on a day or I didn't know what was going to come out of it. And that was really one of the most powerful things that really helping five of the people that I know of to publish their work, because even though everybody and their dog may have a book, it still takes dedication and actual perseverance to publish it, especially if it's like a novel, because with nonfiction, you can probably combine a few blog articles and transcribe some podcast episodes and put a quick book together. But if you write a novel and it's good, that and I even give those folks more respect because that takes a lot of actual focus and driving actual planning and implementation because you have to have all these characters that, and the story has to make sense as opposed to nonfiction book where it's just giving you tips and techniques to advance yourself. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I never even thought about doing that as far as like a, a nonfiction book, like taking a, a episodes from your, from your show. I mean, if it's your own podcast uh, and, and transcribing them and, and just, you know, take all Huh, that's a good idea. Hmm. Now, now, now you got my, uh, you got my wheels turning. I'm always looking for a shortcut. <laughs> oh yeah. People be doing it all the time. There's a lot of folks who do, do certain things like that nowadays where heck, even one of my earlier guests, Wendy Oliver, she was a lady who was kind of like a, Jill of all trades because she was <laughs> working with electronic parts and things like that. And for a book, she actually spoke her book instead of writing it. She basically opened up the Google Talk app with an actual Google Doc in the background and was talking her book out into the actual recorder. And it was being transcribed into a Google Doc while she was driving and wherever else she decided to record. And she had it polished up and put into book form later. So there's plenty of options to do a book. And a lot of folks do things like that nowadays. Uh. It's like, heck, even my first book and part of my second book, I'll, they, they're from past speeches I've given in the past before where I just polished them up and just put them in written form. Repurposing. That's right. Repurpose all day. Or regifting. Or regifting. I like that one a little bit better. Repurposing. Eh, it sounds too sterile, man. I, 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 I'm, I'm more partial to <laughs> being a regifter. 
<laughs> now that we need to use more often. <laughs> so, yeah, it's like repurpose your content. Yeah, you could do that, but how about you call it regifting your content? Yeah, I'm regifting. Giving it to them again. Yep, yep. <laughs> just, just a, just a different platform, but the same with the same message. Um, that's right. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, and you also got uh, what else you got here? Shift upwards. Fifty. You you really do read fifty plus books a year? Yes, sir. Because after that whole accident thing, I realized you know it's something needed to change. And even though I worked in the library part time for five years, I wasn't a avid reader because mostly what I read was occasional. Bible scriptures and some Christian and also stuff for class, like textbooks and things like that. And really a lot of that came because there's a lot of books that they forced to read in school, at least when I was still in grade school, it's kind of a shame what they <laughs> do to kids now who can't read. But um, yeah, just re- making you read books that you really don't enjoy. Cause when, remember one time I was reading a book and I fell asleep after the first two pages <laughs> and this really didn't like reading. But after that, and realizing I needed something to change, I picked up some books for John Maxwell, and that actually helped me to like reading again because I was reading things that would inspire me and inform me, heck, even educate me on how to become a better leader, better speaker, better communicator, and even occasionally still reading something for fun like some Japanese manga or some occasional fiction novel and things like that. So, yeah, man, it's it's actually a lot easier to read now because I have the option to actually choose what I want to read. Yeah. I, I used to, I, when I was locked up, I read a ton of books, man. I read over like within three years, I think I read over 300, maybe, maybe a little less, but close to 300 books. And when I got out, guess how many books I read? Two. If. <laughs> Seriously. Um, you know, I, I thought about reading a bunch of books. I got, I buy books. I got them all over the place. I just never open them after I pay, after I pay for them or I just, I haven't found the time to, uh, to get around to reading them. What happens a lot for me is that when I start reading, I fall asleep. It, it, reading puts me to sleep. Yeah. And that's a, another thing too, is to also tap into the power of audiobooks and snagging those and even upping the speed on certain audiobooks If the, person may be a little dry or heck even finding on youtube too and up in the speed on them i never even thought about that huh that's a good that's a good idea see yeah, learn something man, new that's... learn something new. look how just a little tidbit like that may be the difference between me me listening to an audiobook and not Woohoo! yeah there you go there you go you're changing lives right now right you didn't even know it sweet didn't even need any quarters all right good <laughs> <laughs> You remember? Yeah, you remember uh, in high? How you're a millennial, right? Yes, sir. So are you uh, you at the top end of the uh, of that spectrum, or in the middle of it? Uh, I guess middle twenty eight at the moment. <laughs> twenty eight. All right. I don't, you you might not have you might not have experienced that. Like when I was going to, to grade school, we would uh, uh we would uh we would pitch quarters against the wall. You know, gamble. That, that's what we we'd be gambling. We'd pitch quarters, and whoever gets the closest to the wall win, wins them all. <laughs> <laughs> nice <laughs> alright so the books that you have here uh, they're by John or at least one of them is The 21 Indispensable Qualities of a Leader by John C. Maxwell why did that book stand out for you 
Yes, sir. That one stood out for me because it was a nice, easy book to pick up. It's about a good 170 pages, so it's under 200 pages, close to pocket size, and it had a bunch of activities in there for you to do after every chapter was over. And one of the activities was to walk slowly through the crowd because John's dad was also a pastor, and he would always take his time going through the audience, whether it was before service or even after service, saying hi to people, catching up with them for a bit, and just learning about them. And I added that to what I did at my day job at the library to get promoted in terms of really upping my game in terms of customer service, being a better listener, being more outgoing and extroverted in a way. And funny enough, that actually eventually helped me to become less of an introvert because I consider myself an introvert in terms of the recharge as in recharging by being alone. But when I'm out and about, I, I really can be a social butterfly and really put myself out there and just make friends with just about almost anybody. So that just activities like that really just helped me to change my life for the better. And it's actually one of the books since 2013 began that I've actually read more than once because a lot of books I usually read once and then put them down. And since I have a library and I have access to free books, I actually have two copies of the book. One's still underlined because it was paperback and it was cheaper at the time. It still got a hardback one because the paperback one was is getting a little tattered. So it's like, yeah, that one definitely is one of the books that really helped me to change my life for the better. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if I would read a book twice. Um, I, I, listening to podcasts twice, I've done that. I've done that plenty of times because I've either been listening to one and, and, you know, you're, you're passive listening and, or you, you heard something and you missed it and you're like, Oh shit, I gotta go. I gotta listen to this again. Uh, but reading a book twice, I don't know. It's, uh, it's hard enough to read it once. <laughs> I don't know if I could do it again. Oh, I got you, man. I, I, I got you, man. Especially during this pandemic where a lot of routines have been shifted because I, you, a lot of my reading gets done outside of home. I usually go to a coffee shop and get a cup of coffee, occasionally tea and read. Now it's like, all right, I got all these distractions with the gaming systems now. And it's like, all right, <laughs> haven't been reading as much as I usually do. So it's, it's understandable. You just got to find your POP, your place of productivity to really find out where you work best, where you can perform your best at. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Uh, so gaming, what do you uh what 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 gaming what gaming uh system do you play? Uh yes, PS3 and I actually got a PS4 a couple weeks ago. <laughs> Funny enough because the Final Fantasy remake came out a couple weeks ago, so I'm like, yeah. Yes indeed. So, definitely into the action adventure RPG games. And funny enough, I'm actually <laughs> playing Lightning Returns on my PS3 still because uh a, a lot of my PS3 games they were beaten years ago and i really didn't play it that much and i was like all right let me have something new and i was like okay this one i remember 13 the series i'll play this and it's actually a darn good game with a darn good soundtrack and that's also something that i feel like maybe getting a little bit more popular is that video game soundtracks are really gold because there's like so many things where it's like they had actual composers composing music and there's this article where it took this group about a month to compose a theme song for a bad guy in the game because they wanted it to be better than one of the 
tracks from Final Fantasy VII called One Winged Angel, where it sounded so epic. They're like, all right, let's make something even more epic. You guys got a month to make it happen. <laughs> so this is because I'm I'm on the uh, so I, I play uh, the Quest right. I have a the VR standalone headset, virtual reality. I play a lot of stuff on there, and what I've noticed is it seems like uh, just gaming in in general that industry. And everything that's involved in it, from the voiceovers that have to happen, from the the back end that you know the the people that are are creating and building the game, and even to the you know the musicians and the recording that has to go into it. There's a lot. That's a huge industry now. Yeah, it, it's huge. And funny enough, there was this article. I forgot where I found it from. Where it's projected to be a hundred and thirty billion dollar industry and growing because everybody's stuck at home and it's like all right well got these games that I probably haven't played because i'm adulting with my day job and i'm so tired when i come home and it's like all right and then the kids and everything else is like yeah might as well game and folks making all these other games and they announced the new assassin's creed <laughs> coming out soon so yeah it's, it's just gonna grow even more yeah i had an idea um so in in this VR uh, deal that I I play, it's got a poker uh, a poker. It's called VR Poker uh, something Poker Stars, and uh, literally it's a it, you you go in there and you've got hands, you've got a body, you've got a you know an avatar, and you can go in there. You sit down at the table. You've got eight other people. You got eight spots uh, total, and you're literally just sitting there with playing able to lift your cards up, play with your chips, other things are happening. You can talk to the people, you can fist bump and it'll actually vibrate your, uh, your, your joystick. Um, I mean, it's literally like you're sitting there playing, uh, poker with a bunch of people. And I was messing around and I was like, I wonder if I could, I, I wonder if I could turn this into a podcast. Like how oh. cool, how cool would that be? Because I can record the, I can record what's coming out of that room, you know what I mean, into what a track, and then I have my my track uh, from from my microphone, and you can all you can set it up to where like you can invite people. So you would have to find like seven other people that would be willing to uh, hop on there with you. Um, and, and do a podcast episode and to, in order to keep other people that aren't supposed to, that you don't want in there. Cause you'll get ran, you can get randoms in there and, and like kids come in there and you can tell that when, when they're ADHD and they're not on their medicine, um, because they're just, they're just, just talking and just <laughs> like, they're just, they're just moving around and just doing all kinds of stuff. And, um, so you'd have to have your own private room and be able to, uh, password it. But think about that. Think about having eight people sitting around, you pick a topic, and you're all playing poker at the same time. And you can video it, too. You can record the video. Dude, that sounds pretty darn original because that's the thing. Because with podcasting, a lot of folks are doing interview-based business shows. But like a real gaming one where you just talk about a random topic playing poker and whatnot, that's something that I don't know of at the moment. So, And we need some stuff out there that's different. So it's like, Hey, that that's a good idea is to make sure all the folks who play agree to it. That's probably the only thing I can say about that one. Cause that'd be great. 
Yeah, but I mean, it's not like you're, it's not their image. It's their avatar. So, I mean, it's like you don't know who it is anyways. Ah, that's true. You know, so it's like, all right, well, I mean, you, I mean, I, what, what am I going to do? I, well, Johnny Avatar over here. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you are now being sued by Johnny Avatar. Who the freak is Johnny Avatar? <laughs> yeah. Where's Bravo at? <laughs> Actually, my next, my next guest, uh, that I got, we're going to have to wrap this up here in a few, uh, but my next guest is, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to see if he's into that. Cause he's, he's somebody that likes to, uh, build, build, uh, build deals like that. You know what I mean? Uh, concepts and try and try to take them out to, uh, uh, make them something else bigger or turn turn them into something. So, all right. So let's talk about, uh, you got the school of greatness as uh, one of your podcasts that you recommend. And then, uh, Lewis, how Lewis Howes and uh, oh, that's yours. The Going Northport podcast, or is that not yours? No, yours. Oh, that's mine. Yeah, that's yours. So, what's the School of Greatness? Yeah, so the School of Greatness by Lewis Howes. That podcast has been around for a few years, and he's had a lot of great folks on there, like Ray Lewis, as well as Jack Canfield, and a lot of other folks in the self development space, but also some other folks. So there was a Another guy on there called Humble the Poet and all these other folks who've done great things. So I'm like, you know what? I think that will probably be my podcast of choice because of the eclectic really view of the amount of gas that he gets. And the fact that with when it comes to me, a podcast nowadays, since time is really, even though we got more of it in, in my situation with this darn pandemic, it's still a little limited and my attention can only go so far. And there's so many more podcasts out there where it's like, I listen to podcasts based on the guest or the topic or both. And out of the few of them, that would be one of them because of the guests that it's had in the past. And I've actually saved a couple in my favorites in the YouTube box because it's like, I, I got to go back and hear that again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, why don't you go ahead and uh, plug all your places, spaces, and where people can find you at, and uh, and we'll wrap this thing up. That's right. Get to wrap it up like a Christmas gift. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Thanks so much, Sean, for having me on, man. I appreciate you for setting aside the time to have the, the Chocolate Man and the podcast and land from Charm City on your show because there's nowhere to go but up. And for those who want to reach out and hear more of what I'm doing, feel free to Google me or head over to DomBrightman.com. You'll find my books you find my podcast my bio there as well as well as a contact box too so that's where you can find me i'm on all the social medias all at dom brighton as well all right well there you got it man uh dominique you know where you can find him uh and and of course as always it'll be in the show notes as well if you didn't catch uh you know his voice there uh hang out for a second uh after i sign off i'm gonna i need to talk to you real quick uh but for the rest of you have a great day. It's about to, it's Friday here right now and probably Friday everywhere else except for other countries, but uh, have a good weekend. Bye. You've been listening to the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast. Sean is a single dad, a union blue collar guy, and he spent time in federal and state prison for drug trafficking and fraud. When he was released from prison in 2006, all he had was the clothes on his back, a bag of mail, and some paperwork. Since then, he's turned his life around and shares the struggles and successes on this podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we hope you were moved to connect to the show. Book a guest 
guest spot. For merch, Patreon, PayPal, and social media links, go to linktr.ee slash nowhere to go but up. On Instagram at nowhere to go but up now. On Twitter at but up now. On the YouTube channel at nowhere to go but up podcast. See you next time.